Mike yeah. keeps talking. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt. Welcome to my life. That's rude. Fucking you, eat my you, ass. You <laughs> got you to gotta want to be a part of a conversation with me. Yeah. You may not have a sensation, but we're here for a real education. The Fosse Apocalypse continues with part two of our episode on Cabaret. Hacha. Fussy, fussy, fussy. So you can see, and it's very subtle in a weird sort of way. There's a point, Brian's at the club, and he sees that the owner is kicking out a Nazi who's in the club. Mm -hmm. And he's like, get out. And then later, you see that the Nazis find the owner and beat him up in the street. Mm -hmm. And of course... Oh, I didn't realize that was the owner. I thought he was just a bouncer. No, that's the owner. And... And then what's going on, and it's intercut to a performance of a German um, slap dance. I don't even, what is it called? The Lederhosen, with it, where they're slapping knees and everything. Yeah, I don't know what it's but called. in the process, they're also kicking the shit out of each yeah, other. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're dressed as Nazis, but the MC is dressed as a German and he wins. And so that's intercut to comment back and forth on it. It's very like. Oh. It's a real intense moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, I do like how subtle it is because, like, if you kind of, if you look away for a minute, you won't see them throwing the Nazi out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, there's a lot of kind of... It, I like the fact that the movie doesn't hold your hand through stuff like that, that it's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, we got that you saw this thing, and we don't... They didn't... Fosse didn't feel the need to, like, zoom in on him and follow him all the way out. It's just a thing that's happening in the scene. Mm-hmm. Brian notices it, but it's not super closed up on it. It's not yeah. the point of the scene either, yeah. which is which is really cool. Uh, let's see. Sally decides to seduce Brian. It doesn't go well. <laughs> uh, Sally's dad says he's coming to visit, but then he doesn't. She says, and then... And he writes her a telegram with ten words. Mm-hmm. Because... Because it would be extra to if it's more than ten. Yeah. Uh, what is it? That she's like, I could have... Leprosy. Leprosy. Tough break, kid. Try not to... Hope, hope your nose, nose doesn't, doesn't fall, fall off. off. Love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Brian's trying to comfort her, and then they have sex, and then they're like, oh, hey, that was pretty good. Uh, So then they're lovers, and there's lots of scenes, and so we get her performance of maybe this time commenting on the fact that they are now lovers. And what I love about that is she's singing her heart out, but when you look away from the stage to see the, 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 the cabaret there's Nobody's like, paying attention. Yeah. There's like three people in the scene. Yeah, yeah. so it's a mostly empty theater. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. she's singing her heart out for nobody. Nobody fucking cares, Sally, mm-hmm. except you. And that should be enough, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. And didn't, I thought you'd, that song kind of, I thought you'd recognize that song a little bit. You seemed to when it, when she, while she was singing it. Yeah. I'll be Maybe lucky. it was a different one. I don't know. There was one that you, you leaned to me and Troy that not cabaret. No. Maybe this time he'll stay. Um, and then of course as soon as they're lovers, Sally meets Max, who's very rich, and she's like, Well, I mean, I'm with you, Brian, but this guy's got money. And then literally she runs into him at the laundry. He's like, I can drop you somewhere. She comes out, sees his car, and it's a nice car, and immediately it cuts to money, money at the cabaret. (laughs) 
which is so great. That number rules. <laughs> yes, it does. It's just the MC and Sally, and they're in these fancy clothes, and it's just basically the two of them humping money. Like, mm-hmm. He's dropping it down his drawers and just grinding it on his crotch, and she's dropping it down her cleavage and just catching it, rubbing yeah. her mm-hmm. boobs, mm-hmm. and they're just. <laughs> that um, shimmy she does when she drops it into her cleavage is my favorite move in the movie. It's like that's not my favorite song, but that's my yeah. favorite move. <laughs> she um, like drops it and then. Oh. So I didn't realize I looked this up while we were. Um, I was looking at the different versions of it, uh, the different casts for this. Because um, we talked about um, Alan Cumming having been in the. So he was in. They did a, a 93. Uh, in 93, they did a version, and then a 96 version, and he was the MC in both. He also came back for a 2014 revival, where Michelle oh, Williams played uh, ah. Sally Bowles. Jazz hands. Wow. I would love to see the two of them doing oh, this number. How revival? fucking good would that be? Do I? Was the revival more based on the movie, or was it back to the original story? I don't know. What the I'm guessing it would were. be the... Um, it's actually... They, um, because Mine Hair was not in the original Broadway, and neither was Money Money. Really? Oh, really? Oh, okay. And um, maybe this time, so Money Money and Mine Hair, Kander and Ebb wrote specifically for the movie, maybe this time was from their old catalog and was a song that Liza liked to sing, so they put it in the movie. And so when they made the revival, they put those three songs in, but they kept the other storyline with Fraulein Schneider, Schneider and, um, and Hair... I'm blanking on his name. So, and like Max is not even a major character in the same way. Okay. It's very, it's very different. Yeah. So they kept the plot, but they added more of the numbers in. Um, I mean, ultimately, I mean, Max isn't that important. No, like, and what I was gonna say, he's not just a, a catalyst for the two of them to start arguing. Yeah. Yes. That's all. Which um, the baby does. Yeah. <laughs> So like you, all their problems. You could take you could take him out of it, and it's still the same yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you don't need to see Max. He could, in fact, be something off screen that they two of them both talk about. It mm-hmm. does. Floating I do kind of <laughs> like the fact that I do kind of like the fact that he's there because he's what takes them um, out on a holiday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, during what is that number? That scene isn't fucking intense. <laughs> With the Tomorrow Belongs the to Me. Tomorrow yeah. Belongs to Me. Yeah, that's the one song that doesn't happen in the cabaret and that it, they stop at a beer garden to chat. Sally's taking a nap in the car. The two of them are having at the beer garden. There's some music playing. It's just, and, it's and just on, a village in Germany. On the way, or maybe even earlier, um, they've driven through town and they've seen Nazis basically just fucking shit up. And, oh, I think they actually... Did they see oh, the club owner or something? I don't know. No, I it wasn't the owner, but it was a dead body in the street. It was a dead body. And they were right. just okay. driving by talking about body. caviar and getting drinks. Yeah, yeah, And he's like, well, the not- here's why um, Here's why the Nazis are good. Um, They're going to get rid of the communists. Max says that. So they'll get rid of the communists, and then we will control them. Who's we? The- Germany. Yeah. And then they're at this beer garden, and a youth stands up and starts singing a very patriotic national nationalistic song 
and everybody slowly joins in and, and stands up, except for a few people who are sitting down looking very uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's great is that you don't realize that it's like a Hitler youth at first. Yeah. Yeah. It starts on his face, and you just see this young man start singing. Blonde, beautiful, boyish. Yeah. Beautiful voice. What's and so like? it's kind of like yeah, the tension some... comes from like the... Oh shit, he's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the song starts with like summer really in the meadow pretty, and a actually. stag in the forest. Yeah, it's, it's slow, it doesn't. It's not as nationalistic in the beginning. Like the way that it. If it you didn't know opens, what Nazi imagery yeah. was, you would really enjoy the song. You would first. kind of think it go like, oh, this is just like a traditional German song right. yeah. thing. They're and at a musical festival, so that's what somebody would. And I mean, singing. it was written originally. It's an original for the for the yes. musical, but it, it very definitely captures the exact style that you need it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's actually done twice in the revival. There's a second point where the MC is, it gets played on a record for a little bit, and then the MC scratch, like yanks the needle up. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets to, tomorrow belongs, and he yanks it up, and he turns to the audience, and he goes, to me. <laughs> really weird and uncomfortable. I love it. Um, so they go off on holiday. I do like Max being in the story in that he opens up a British guy to being bisexual and having that tense love triangle, mm-hmm. which is the which song is more interesting than a baby. Yes, um, and that because of that little relationship, we get two ladies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, hold on! Funny. I just want to go back to Jenny says that a love triangle is more interesting than a baby. <laughs> That's delightful. I'm sure everyone in the audience agrees. Uh, I have a baby. How much do I want to reveal? <laughs> We're just going to walk right by that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think you revealed enough. Two ladies. Two ladies. And I'm the only man. Yeah. Um, and it's super cute. Uh, this one, the ladies do not have a flat like dead face, they're no. grinning. No. Yes. They, well, they're also in drag, right? Is it both of them that are? They are drag no, they no, they're both. They are both girls. However, in the revival, one is a man. Oh, so it's the MC, one man, one woman. One of them has a very square jaw. Yes, mm-hmm. probably. And oh, and there's also several times that the MC joins in with the chorus girls in drag, and oh, you yeah. don't even notice it. Because mm-hmm. um, well, that's after. Tomorrow Belongs to Me, we actually have these out of order. So first we get two ladies. Okay. Because oh. that's when they're all partying together. Oh, oh in the mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's, of course, I'm sure it was quite even very shocking at the time in the 70s of like, what? I mean, we know this happens, but you're just putting it right out there. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get Tomorrow Belongs to Me, which is commenting, which is the, not the German youth. And then what happens right after that is we get the... The chorus girl number where he's in drag, and it turns into they turn their hats around, they turn them into helmets. Their that's canes a become really cool rifle, effect. Like when they and they when start they... goose stepping around, and it's yeah, like, they just did like three different things, and all of a sudden they had helmets. It was really well done, and it's uncomfortable because mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of see where it's going, and then you're like, oh, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even like the the slight hint of where it's going is not yeah, enough yeah. to like really prepare you for like, oh no, it's here. Yeah. Oh, bro, whoa, right. And it just happened that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Shoop, shoop, dunk, look at me. I have a helmet now. Um, and so then 
they're going to go off to Africa with with Max. He's like, let's go to Africa. Let's go to Africa. And then he, literally the way I read it is, Brian finally gave in and they fucked. And mm-hmm. then Max is like, excellent, got what I wanted. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Okay, bye. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so there, you just see them drive. Sally's packing. You see Max and Brian drive up with a lot of awkward, tense, after-sex <laughs> silence. Yeah. And uncomfortable look, get out of the car, drives off, and... Sally's like, oh, we're going to go to Africa. It's like, And Brian's like, you're an idiot. And she's all like, maybe he'd marry me. And we have found out previously that he's already married, and that's never going to happen. And Brian's like, you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Screw Max. I do. <laughs> so do I, says Brian. I love that moment. He's just mm-hmm. laughing like, boy, you are a dumb bunny if you didn't figure this out. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, and then Brian gets pissed, goes out, gets beaten up by Nazis. Max sends a note, BT dubs, I'm out. Y'all are adorable. Here's some money. Oh, yeah, I love that. What is it like? It's like 300. Yeah. 300 marks. Yeah. Yeah, 150 for each of them. They're like, how much does that uh, put us at as an hourly rate, <laughs> by the way? Um, so the two of them reconcile. And then the next scene is... <laughs> is is this where they're in the library? Yes. 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 This is my favorite line in the movie. Uh, he's in the library, and Sally comes in, and it's a library. It's very, like, echoey and quiet. And she just goes, God damn it, I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> and it killed me. It's so funny. I was like... This is the only way anyone should tell anyone else that they're pregnant, ever. <laughs> In that exact tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure you, you get that person to a library first. Oh, yeah. So you can yell it at them in the With library. people at all of the tables right. so they can all turn around dramatically. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're like, okay. She's like, well, I guess I'll have to sell the fur coat Max bought me. Cause, and then Brian's like, I, would, I will marry you. And then they... They're getting drunk together. Which like, is what you do when you find out you're pregnant. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, like, picturing their life together. And then, oh, uh... Yeah, he's like... Oh, the scene where they're, like, at the picnic. That's uncomfortable. That's so a the re- really uncomfortable and scene. Because it, it comes right after the wedding. So Fritz... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was oh, going to yeah. say, I was wondering when we Fritz were going to circle back to this plot line. Because Fritz it's, and Natalia. So Fritz is... Courting Natalia because he's a treasure hunt. He's a he's a fortune hunter, and Natalia's treasure hunter. Whatever <laughs> treasure trail, <laughs> and she's keeping him at arm's length. And Sally makes an offhanded remark to Brian, which Brian shares with Fritz of like the only way to get past a virgin is to pounce, just a ferocious pounce. This is not advice that any of us endorse. <laughs> well, and then the way she describes so Fritz pounces, and Natalia calls Sally. You have had many screwings. Give me this advice. Is the other really good comedic scene? Yes, because Sally's just literally like eating popcorn while she while she's describing this sexual escapade with Fritz, while Natalia's telling her, and then Natalia's like, "Give me advice," and Sally just yeah, I love blows like the, the range of emotions that Sally goes through from like. She gets invited, and you can you clearly, you know, she thinks that she's going, like, it's for a much uh, different reason, or, like, something very good for her, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like, mid-bite, she's like, oh, you need advice, because oh, because of the screwing, does. that was not necessarily... Oh, they took my advice. Yeah. 
Liza Minnelli is doing a lot yeah. in this scene, just and with her face. We're saying and it helps yeah. that she has eyes that are the size of my, like one eye is the size of my head. <laughs> and her uh, eyelashes are and her eyelashes <laughs> are just huge. And uh, but she's doing. There's a lot where she'll just um, where where Natalia will say something, and she just gives her looks, <laughs> like oh. Oh, yeah. oh, and then like, I give me advice, and she's like, what's wrong with a little fun? And <laughs> yeah. she says it, and she's like, oh, no, that was bad. And what other advice? Um, I don't suppose you'd sleep with him on the side. No, no, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Just and then quit t- seeing him. And it's, oh, you love him. So you're screwed either. Oh, dear, you poor thing. And by the end, she's just like, oh, shit, you poor thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really great scene. Um, Matt and Fritz is like, I really fucking love Natalia. And Natalia is like, I guess I kind of love him. I wasn't prepared for that. And then so Max is like, Fritz is like, marry me then. She's like, you're not Jewish. The scene in the car is really good. You are not Jewish, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to you mm-hmm. because what is going on in Germany right now? Yeah. And it's not even about my family. It's not even about, I think you might be a fortune hunter. No, I believe you're a good man who would not lie to me. I believe you when you tell me you love me, but I am Jewish and you are not. And I'm not going to give, I'm not going to put that on you. And then <laughs> Fritz is with Brandon like, you know what fucking sucks? I am Jewish. Motherfucking God damn it. Mm-hmm. And um, he had faked what? his papers yes. Yes. when he came in to, to Berlin. Berlin business, yeah, and just wrote Protestant on his papers. And, I mean, it's just a throwaway line so that I could get the work, so that I would have friends. So I'd go to parties. So I could go to parties, all these things. If I'm a Jew, I'm not going to be able to do. So what I like about this, though, is it's this in and of itself could be be the premise of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, this could be the whole movie is this guy who's moved here and he's pretending not to be one thing and then he meets a woman who only wants that one thing. That could be a whole romantic comedy. It's never played for comedy. Um, in fact, it's, it's really played fucked up like, and depressing. Yeah. It's like, tragic. <laughs> yeah. he, mm-hmm. he embraces his Jewishness to have the woman he loves at the worst point in history. Knowing what is Knowing coming he, within a few years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's no, like, hint of hope in the story about, oh, but now they have passports and they can escape, or... Yeah, yeah there's no the, mention of They're that. not the fucking Von Trapps. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> the best case scenario is still they lose all their money and have to flee Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, the best case scenario is he ends up poor and an immigrant someplace else. Yeah. So. Yeah, because while... Uh, what makes brings her to that realization, she's had, she's had this schnauzer she's been carrying around mm. the whole time. And it's during the is it during the number with where he's in the MCs in drag? Um, no, I think it's, it's during, during the one if where you could see her through my eyes. Yeah, it's during the gorilla yeah. number. Yeah, that you see people climb the fence and are doing something, and then they start they write Juden on the front porch and are chanting it. She comes out to find that they've killed her dog and left it on her doorstep. And that's and then, before Mac. That's before Fritz says that he loves her. So she's already confronted like. That's you do not want to be a Jew. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be with a Jew. And meanwhile, the musical number that's happening is the MC doing a romantic duet. That starts out... Really funny. Like, it's, mm, it seems like it's going to be funny. Because mm. <laughs> like, as soon as he started saying so many, like, view, 
and like if that you was, like, could oh, see like, her through my eyes, well, it's funny because like as soon as as soon as he, we've actually mentioned, but this is where the gorilla costume comes yes. out. So she, uh, it starts with um, the gorilla, co- like the woman, completely covered in like a, a um, sort of looking for. A babushka? Like a scarf? Scarf, um, yeah. She's got a shawl over her head. Shawl, that's the word I was looking for. Um, and so you only see her from behind, you don't see what it is. And, you know, he's a song, it's a song about, like, if if you could see her the way I see her, you would love her too, and blah, 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 blah. And then it comes off, and it's a woman in a gorilla costume. And Jenny's first reaction was to laugh, which is... Appropriate. Appropriate, because it's a funny thing. Oh, like, no, I was laughing because I knew how... I figured where it was going. I was like, oh, no. But, yeah, yeah I was going to say, having seen laugh. it, I just kind of went, like, immediately was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> but um, I will say, during all of that, when he gives her the banana, there's something about <laughs> that gorilla's face and the way it eats the banana that was really, really funny. And like, well, even there's though, a lot of the way she moves in that costume that's really silly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so um, graceful. Yeah. Also, that costume is equal parts hilarious and horrifying. Yeah. Like, it's kind of nightmare fuel, but it's also really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and the mouth can articulate. Like, yeah. Yeah. the person in the costume is able to open the mouth and close it. Mm-hmm. Rather. I mean, it's not naturalistic, too, no, but it's too well for a costume. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it adds to the nightmare fuel. It's a little it doesn't. Groovy. It's not like Planet of the Apes. Like, no. <laughs> but if you've never seen the number, it ends with if you. Um, I know that it's a problem. I grant you the problem's not small. But if you could see her through my eyes, she wouldn't look Jewish at all. And then they're like, yucky, 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 yucka, ha da 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 and they go off, and you're just like, oh, And this shit. is, yeah, and again, this is cut through with them terrorizing mm-hmm. uh, Natalia. Natalia. So Fritz admits he's Jewish. He goes up and bangs on the door, and the next thing you see, they're getting married. <laughs> he um, tells the housekeeper, I'm Jewish, as soon as she opens the door, just like, <laughs> And then uh, he, it's okay. the middle of the night, and he is just pounding like this is a crisis. I know, it made me laugh really hard. But she's just like she she oh, first person out the door. He's like, I'm Jewish. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> and so Brian and Sally are are there at the wedding, and then it cuts to them like having a picnic. And Brian is very clearly having second thoughts he's about super detached the entire time. Um, because they've just witnessed a marriage of love, mm-hmm. and you so when and you're sacrifice. at a wedding, yeah. And you see that, and you can just start picturing their lives together. And it's like, okay, so let's picture me and Sally together in our lives. I'm going back to Cambridge to be a professor, and that's going to be the professor's wife? Like, I it, none of this even needs to be said. He's just laying there looking up <laughs> like, and not responding. And Sally can read the writing on the wall, too. Mm-hmm. And so the next And thing, also, the whole time that, this is, that, that he's having these thoughts... She's still talking and like, oh, all of our problems are going to be solved by this baby. And like, she's still like trying to convince herself of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what makes the scene so good is that like, she is still very much like pretending like she's still putting on this performance and still like, we're going to be happy and, and like, everything's going to be great. And he's like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Well, and she's, She's checking with him. Are you going to agree with this? Because mm-hmm. I have my doubts, too. Mm-hmm. 
And then yeah, she's like rubbing it over on his face. I have my doubts. And you're not giving me anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. And so she sells her coat and gets an abortion. And Brian's mad at her. <laughs> but at the same time... She points out every single thing he was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I love that scene because by the end they're reconciled. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you, you're right. This was never going to work. And he's like, and she's like, I love you. I do love you. And he's like, I think you do love me. You're, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back to Cambridge. <laughs> and so Brian leaves and she goes back to the cabaret and sings cabaret. Mm-hmm. And once again, sings her heart out, and you see the emptiness of the gesture. Mm-hmm. And then we come back to the we come back to a nice oh bookend of Willkommen with the MC. We didn't talk about like Sally's realization to go have the abortion wasn't necessarily the picnic scene. It was when she was about to walk on stage. And has that vision of, like, the MC like, groping her while there's, like, a child on the stairs. And she walks up the stairs and she's wearing the fur coat, I think. It's all, well, it's all happening. It's, it's like a dream sequence. In, what's getting in her cut is her waiting to go to perform. Mm-hmm. Her life at the cabaret that she loves, which involves the MC casually groping her. Mm-hmm. And then it's being in her cut with her going to the abortion doctor, which is her standing at the bottom of those stairs. And the, on the stairs up to the abortion doctor oh. is a child with a ball. And so that could be her future. But she walks past it, hands the kid back the ball, walks past it, and goes and gets the abortion. No, I thought she was having, like, a dream sequence where she saw her trying to have a kid in the cabaret and just, like, walking up the stairs and turning the turn that she looks down at the kid is her realizing, just, like, is her admitting to herself, no. That works, too. Yeah. It also works. I like both interpretations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, So, yeah, she sings cabaret. Which became a signature number for her. Yeah, and and that one's, I mean, obviously it's it's the song everybody like. That was the song Jenny recognized. Yeah. It's kind of the song everybody knows from it. Um, it's also like I mean, it's the thesis of the whole movie, right? Like, she's like, when I die, I want to go like Elsie. Go like Elsie, who like partied until she fucking died from it and um, they're all partying that way as the Nazis are taking over Germany and Mm. we all know what's about to happen Um, but it's this really high tempo fun number yeah and And so it's just heartbreaking Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah there's a desperation underneath it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, and then yeah so the the MC comes back out he does a little bit of Willkommen, like, outside, you know. But here, life is beautiful. The band is beautiful. The girls are beautiful. It's beautiful in here. Okay, that shot when he says the band is beautiful and it cuts to them. And at first, I was like, that beat doesn't match what the drummer's playing. And then I was like, oh, it's in slow motion. But it's shot really weird where, like, the music's doing one thing and it looks like it's really disorienting for, like, a good, like, second and a half. And then you're like, okay, now I get what they're doing. But, like, your head kind of spins for a minute. <laughs> I know. The banjo got me doing that. The lady yeah. was like, I was like, that's not even trying to be, <laughs> oh. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we had already gone over the rest of the band, meaning in slow motion, but I'd forgotten by that point. Right. Four seconds in, because that's how I live my <laughs> that life. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. And the music gets distorted. Mm-hmm. The, the audio is getting distorted. And we come back to the MC who sings um, Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, yeah. And he's turning to go. Um, and oh, and he started. He started Willkommen, the Willkommen reprise, again looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And yes. then turns away, like, what are you so sad about? Um, so now he's he's departing. So he says, Auf Wiedersehen. He turns around. He's walking towards the doorway. He stops. He turns back. Abiento. He walks to the doorway, turns around, doesn't say anything. Bows and exits. I love the rustle of the curtain. And then it's silent, and the camera pans over the mirror, which is reflecting back at you, the crowd, which is filling with Nazis. And then it just stops, and the credits roll in silence. And dead, dead silence. Like, it just yeah. makes Very you sit in that loud yeah. silence. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Jenny, actually, you actually said, well, oh, I wasn't expecting silence there. <laughs> yeah. That's uncomfortable. That's really well, that's, well done. That's the... Perfect yeah. note. It's a great way to... A moment that I love in mm-hmm. almost every movie um, is that there's always, between when the movie ends and when the credits start to roll, there's always a good second and a half, two seconds of just silence where you just kind of get to digest what happened. And then usually credits start rolling and music starts playing and then you don't get that mm-hmm. here <laughs> yeah. and so instead no, of it feeling like that. oh i'm gonna do this and then now we're on to something else it's like no you're just gonna sit in this and deal with it and um it's you just feel a yourself bold move a on fossey's part well, yeah yeah um it's very effective yeah are you just gonna allow yourself to watch what was on stage without noticing what's going on around you even amongst your fellow audience members like, sure, watch the cabaret. Um, Sally desperately clinging to the camera. Oh, I hadn't even it. thought about that. People watching it in the theater in that silence. Oh, yeah. That's even more genius. That is just like, oh, icing on the cake. That's really good. Like, the rest of the movie, I was like, oh, this is good. This is well done. But that, I was just like, that blew me away. Yeah. God damn. You just twist that knife. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so... A couple of other fun little notes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vincent Minnelli, Liza's father, saw it, called it perfect. Right? Which is funny because... What did he do? I, um, as I have noted in other episodes, I don't actually think Vincent Minnelli was that good at directing musicals. <laughs> oh, I was like, what did he do for a living? Was he like a delivery he was man a, or something? No, he was a... You've he, literally watched... Many of his films. of his movies with us. Um, I would probably recognize the movies, not name. Uh, Ziegfeld Follies. Oh, yeah, the, the band best. Wag- the bandwagon was him, too, I feel like. Uh, was Kismet him? Kismet was him. Yeah. Oh, Kismet was great. Oh. Are you the ones that are, like, super colorful? Mm. Yes. That's yes. Yes. Lime yeah. Green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which we haven't done. We haven't done Brigadoon. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that um, color. So Fosse got paid one hundred twenty-five thousand to direct, another fifty thousand to choreograph, and then seventy-five percent of the profits. Ooh, wow! Wow! So that was, Holy that was a good one shit! For him. Damn. Uh huh. And it was 
Hal Prince, who had been going to direct the movie, but instead decided to direct Stephen Sondheim's next musical, Company, which Company is a touchstone of Broadway theater. So, yeah, he's like, well, actually, I'm going to do Steve's show, so I'm not going to direct the movie now. And that's how the directorial gig opened up that Fosse eventually got. So, yeah. um, Also, this movie made, to give you an idea of how much that 75%, 75% would have yeah. been, it made $42.8 million off of a $2.3 million budget. Wow. God. Yeah, so in the 70s. shitload of money yeah, in, sh- the, in the 1970s. Yeah. A shitload. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, and this was pretty much the end of Bob and Gwen being a couple. Uh, so they already there were already problems mm-hmm. on the set. Uh, Bob, uh, there was a translator named Ilsa that he started having an affair with. She was also married. She was also married. And uh, when Gwen showed up, uh, the husband wrote Gwen a note. By the way, you know your husband's fucking my wife, right? And Gwen was not pleased, but was just like, you know what? We're all going to be professional and get through this. Good for her. Jesus. But when she came back with a gorilla costume, she literally walked in on Bob with two women. Mm. And she was like... Cool. I've been doing all of this for you. Go fuck yourself. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm out. After Cabaret finished shooting, um, and I've already seen scenes from the Fosse Verdon, like some of the trailers, where I'm like, I know that moment. I know where they are. After Cabaret finished uh, shooting, he he met up with Gwen um, at Neil Simon's like vacation property in Mallorca. And the two of them tried to reconcile, and they were just like, no, that's, no. We, this should not be a thing. But they never divorced. Really? No, hmm. they, they were always creative soulmates. So, yeah. Good analog for the couple in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in a weird sort of way. Like, Brian and, Brian and Sally, they're... They do love each other, but they cannot be together. Mm-mm. All right, final reactions to Cabaret? Mm-hmm. I think we've covered most of mine. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to coming in, because like I said, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, it's all right, I guess, but like, I don't get why everybody really loves it. And then this time, like, I think it definitely helped... Um, watching Sweet Charity so recently because this is... It's weird to say that it's a natural progression, but it kind of is, Mm -hmm. especially knowing that... Actually, it's a really weird response because he just doubles down on so many of the things from Sweet Charity that's like, everyone hated this movie. I'm going to make an even more that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And then everybody loves it. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but also you can see why, which we'll talk about next week, since he did double down on this, why he's kind of panicking and thinking like, fuck, what if everybody hates this movie too? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can't not do it the way he wants to do it because he, he knows what he wants yeah. and he does believe in what he wants. He just doesn't think anybody else is going to like it. Yeah. I almost want to do Moulin Rouge soon just to compare it to this one because it's like weird, like just... Because I mentioned in the beginning that I kind of thought of that when we were talking about this. Well, I mean, prostitution and, and a false, yeah, a yeah. false world. Really and, cleaned up though, and a lot brighter, even though there's still death and disease in it. But it's just it's not as grimy. And that is exactly dirty. the word I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, and also those 
the showgirls in Moulin Rouge are pretty. And yeah. these showgirls... And athletic. It's much more stylized. No these showgirls look like you're going to walk away with a disease. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. syphilis and her sisters. <laughs> right up on stage right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Well, I was, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was going to say, the last time I saw Cabaret was probably like my early 20s. Was and, it with... Well, it was around the same time where I'd seen Moulin Rouge far too much. <laughs> but we'd also, like, you know, it was like for having seen, like, Rocky Horror and, like, that, like liking that. And then, like, they felt like my, my girlfriend at the time fell in love with Moulin Rouge. And so we watched that all the time. And then, like, we watched Cabaret and we watched Burlesque. And, like, there were, like, it was all, like, at a time where they were very similar. But I was too young to really, like, have caught all of the details of this movie in a way that was as impactful. Uh, I definitely wasn't looking for them in my early 20s. Uh, so seeing it now and, like, actually being able to, like, apply all of my knowledge of, like, real-world shit and not, like, <laughs> early 20s stuff, like, it's it's a much better film than I remembered it being. So I'm glad that I got to see it again. Yeah. It's the pinnacle of Fosse. Yeah. I mean, I would ar- I argue that it's not his, his masterpiece that's all that jazz, but this is Fosse at his most successful right here. Um, this particular year was an amazing year for him. This particular film was an amazing film yeah, for him. Yeah, this one, was it eight Academy Awards? Yeah. Yes. Um, Liza won, Joel Grey won, he won, uh, I think the editing Cinematography, won. editing, uh, original score or a- adapted score, um, art direction, and sound. But not wow. Best Picture. Not Best Picture. If, oh, and don't think he wasn't pissed. Like, after he won everything else, after he won um, for Best Director. It's the most Academy Awards won by a film that did not win Best Picture. Huh. Huh. <laughs> You're the best failure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's all he heard. Yeah. Yeah, you're really getting into it. Yeah, you have, you have a deep understanding of Mr. I Fossey. have a lot of friends that have a lot of the same personality traits. So I feel like it's from your comments that being able to see this in the context of his filmography has really added a depth to what what he's doing, but also like his trajectory. Yeah, of oh, for Making sure. those connections. Yeah. And it's so funny because to compare this to Liza with a Z, which is so much brighter and happier and... Eh. Well, it, it, it's it's much more of an upbeat entertainment, yeah. except for yeah. There, even there, he's like, "Hey, here's this one yeah. song that's uncomfortable." So I feel like it maybe yeah. would have been kind of depressing to watch that after this, because the whole thing of this is like, while well, everything's happy, while everything's happy and and pretty and shiny, not really shiny, but like. While everything's happy and you're partying and stuff, everything around you is burning to the ground. And so now we're gonna now his next thing is gonna make this like concert film where everything's shiny and happy and like Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. Look at the look at the glitter. Look yeah. over here. Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> that could be a thesis for Fossey. Yeah. Well. All right, favorite number. Not for you. Yeah. This was your first time, so you get to you get to go first, Jenny. So I was thinking about that. I was thinking how hard it is to pick one out because all of the numbers go together into one show. There's definitely my favorite move, which is Little Shimmy. <laughs> um, but I guess my favorite is, like you said, the chorus line is the best part. So in the the big number with her outfit. Uh, mine hair. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like, I like the wordplay. Listening to her voice kind of hurts me. <laughs> Sing that particular song. But watching the creepy-ass doll people, great. <laughs> <laughs> creepy ass doll people a great experience <laughs> that's the name of my no doubt cover band you have a lot of cover bands I do <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think I'd have to give it to mine here. I mean, I, I, I almost in, oh, in a there's so many other great. Yeah, I mean, in a weird way, like the one that was most impactful and horrifying was the uh, the Hitler Youth song. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that just for it's the like way. Tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know the name. Tomorrow belongs to yeah. me. Yeah, just the way that it's played is mm-hmm. genius, and all the worse for it. And for in in a, in a strange way, I really appreciate like that they just went for it. Two ladies is my favorite, but. really. Okay, <laughs> now that I think about it, two ladies. Yeah, right? yeah. very good. It's, mm-hmm. I thought it would be it would be an easy choice because there's so few of them. Mm-hmm. But they're all good. Oh, for but, me, there's yeah. one very obvious one. Um, I don't know. I think just I, I'll give it to my neighbor just for the the dancing and the what little of the choreography you get to see. <laughs> what about you? Money, money. No. <laughs> yeah, it's on fucking rules. <laughs> you just like seeing them bump bump each other's junk. Yeah, that's, I mean every, that's that also happens, that's so happy. that's a real mic number. Yeah, mm-hmm. like also comparing that to Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. There's really good like oh man. Wendy? This is like just oh this is so much better than Mulan Rouge, but also less enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing is like really good movies are often movies you're like that was amazing. Maybe once yes. every three yeah. years I need to yeah. watch like, that. I think I'm good on it for a while, but yeah. fuck, that was a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, money, money. I'm going to yeah. go with money, money. That song it's is so great. I can't believe it wasn't part of the original show. So, like, what are the big plot points that are different in the original show? I mean, it sounds um, like quite a bit. Yeah, there's, it's a lot. It's actually a lot different. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian and Sally's relationship is different. The, the basic bones of it are similar. Um, there's also a number that is all about the phones, at the club. Oh, those are so oh. great. Like, there's a whole, allo, allo, like, there's a whole song where the chorus is singing that and dancing around, and it's all about just wild sex. Um, and uh, so you get Fraulein, you get a lot more Fraulein Schneider, and then, um, uh, God, I wish I could remember his name, Hair Something. I remember the actor who played it in our production. He was a very sweet man. And the two of them, like, an older romance, that mm-hmm. happening. But uh, Fraulein Cost, you get more of her. She is... A Nazi, and so at the engagement party for Fräulein Schneider, she stands up and she starts singing a reprise of "Tomorrow Belongs to Me," mm. and everybody at the party joins in. And wow. that it's after that that Fräulein Schneider's like, "No, let's not get married." Um, so that relationship breaks up in this at the same time that Sally and Brian are having their problems too. Mm. Uh, Apparently the Fritz and Natalia thing isn't in the stage. Nope. Uh, nope. Wow. That doesn't yeah, happen at all. very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah, that's like the one kind of hopeful thing. It, no, I actually, <laughs> no, that actually, that actually depresses the shit out of me. I yeah. Like, I definitely agree. I'm like, oh, you two like need to go. Yeah. Leave. I will say it's it's the one like noble thing about this movie is him deciding not to be a coward. Yeah, which I mean, honestly, like I would probably choose to be a coward in that fuck. Not judging him, but anyway. Well, but I mean, he's also going to be rich if he marries her. Also, that if they well, can keep their money. Yeah. Well, but they didn't even they hadn't even envisioned no. that that was possible. No. no. The the Jews the Jewish people have lived through so much persecution for so long. I mean. I'm I'm not Jewish. I don't know a lot of Jewish people, but just historically, they're what they have had to endure. I almost wonder if, like, because they had endured so much, they couldn't see that it could get that bad. Except, I mean, like, shit, they were run out of their country and ended up in Egypt and were slaves for who knows how long. Like, who knows? But it was 
I just don't, like, how can you see that, oh, by the way, I know they hate us, but they're actually going to kick mm. us out of our home, steal all of our possessions, take all of our money, and murder us wholesale. Mm. Like, who, nobody expects that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was a depressing. <laughs> so glad we went there. Sweet yeah. dreams, everyone. <laughs> right? Uh, I know. Here, let me tell you quick. So the production of Cabaret I did was the most licentious shit going on backstage. Everybody was groping everybody consensually. Everybody was, was making out. Uh, when you were teaching high school? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was before. Thank you ever so. Um, but we had, we were goofing around and so we had changed Money Money to Monkey Monkey and we started putting animal words in other songs just at a cast party. We wouldn't sing it like that for real. But what happened then is every night during the party scene, somebody had bought little monkeys that go on the glasses. And everybody was slipping them into, like, one person had one dangling on their ear where the audience couldn't see it. We were slipping them into each other's cleavage. like, And um, I was dancing with a very tall woman. I was in this long gown. I was dancing with this very tall woman because we were mixing up all the gender and sexuality pairings. And while we were dancing, just to fuck with her, I had one hand on a boob and one hand on her butt, and I was squeezing them in alternate beats to the music. <laughs> just to just be like, eh, 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 eh. And so she reached around, and she just started unzipping my dress. <laughs> and I had nothing on underneath it because it was that kind of dress. And it was a little too big for me, so there was a very, like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Um, You win. I will stop squeezing your tits. Please zip my dress back up very surreptitiously, please. Thank you. So, yeah, there's a story to kind of... That's a lovely story. Amuse Mm -hmm. Boosh to get beyond that. So, uh, yeah, that was Cabaret. Mm -hmm. Next week will be Liza with a Z as we continue the... Bossy Pockets. Yeah, not Lisa with an S. Not Lisa Manuli. No. Mm. Liza Liza Manelli. And then after that, we'll be Pippin. Okay. You might wonder, listeners, how can we watch Pippin? That's not a movie. Well, well. Find out when we air the episode. Yes, it is possible to see it. Um, (laughs) So I have. This is Flaps. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Jesus, we need to give everything away. Uh, This has been Real Education. The musical. the musical, and I have been Wendy. I'm Vinny. I'm Mike. And that's our special guest star, Jenny. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Break review, subscribe. Break review, subscribe. Break review, subscribe. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. So, um, when you guys started, uh, talking about the Fosse Apocalypse and, like, Liza Minnelli, not Lisa, god damn it, that's gonna be in my head now and I'm always gonna get it wrong. <laughs> so you're gonna say Lisa Minnelli for the rest of her Lisa life. Minnelli. Yep. Yeah, Lisa yep. Minnelli. So when you guys first started talking about that, I was like, I didn't think they were that old to be in those movies. So I legit thought in my head that Liza Minnelli was half of Millie Vanilli. And I was <laughs> Jimmy. I was really confused. Your I'm, brain is a fascinating place. I was like, I, I was like, I'm pretty I, sure. I can 
usually follow you on these. Really? I just I. There's no no no. There's no, a I lot thought, of times when she says like this, and I'm like, oh, I know who you're talking. Like mm-hmm. I can follow well, where usually, your brain goes. Usually, jumps. it's like the first letters of the of their first and last yeah, name yeah, yeah. are the same, and that's mm-hmm. all she gets wrong. Or they just like look physically like Sigour- Like well, and not even like both names, but like she Sigourney was Weaver talking is. about Sigourney Weaver, but said Susan Sarandon. Uh, so yeah, I how you got to Millie Vanilli, Vanilli, though? Well, I thought I Lisa Vanilli. 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 Yeah. yeah. Liza, Liza Vanilli. If Millie Vanilli was, like, one part of each of their <laughs> names, and I thought Liza Vanilli was a black woman, and which Millie Vanilli might not actually be women. <laughs> it's I don't not. Know. It's, it's not. It's two one. men. Yeah. Also, neither of them actually sang. Oh, they were the lip syncers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that. Okay, this is like, I kind of heard about this in the background when I was like a kid, so it all just kind of like mixed in in a weird way. <laughs> now I want to see Cabaret, but with Millie Vanilli. <laughs> you? I, <laughs> I joined it all. Everyone the filing that. system <laughs> for your brain is really broken, but in a delightful way. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bunch of tubes going back and forth. Plagma in the tubes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> now we can stop. <laughs>